Welcome to the Fathom Academy podcast, a podcast designed by Fathom for Fathom to resource you to go deeper in your relationship with God. I'm Kyle Knight, I'm the youth and digital minister here at Fathom Church. Thank you for listening in wherever you're at. Um, we've got Pastor Chris here in our podcast hey, 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 lounge. Hey, 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 hey. He's very excited about what we're going to be talking about today. We are uh, sort of kicking off a new series that we're going to be calling um, Why We Do What We Do. Uh, and really, we are going to be looking at our Fathom Church worship services on a Sunday morning um, and really kind of picking it apart on why we do the things that we do, why we why we believe in, in doing communion every Sunday, um, why we sing the kind of songs that we do, why we stand up for scripture, all that kind of stuff. And we're sort of breaking this down into five different episodes. Um, and so today, as we kind of start this series, we're going to be talking about um, really the first of those fives is preaching the word. And so, um, so Pastor Chris, can you just give us a little bit of background on um, maybe just these five things, where they kind of come from, um, those sorts of things. And then we'll really dive into um, preaching the word and what that looks like here at Fathom on a Sunday morning. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'd be happy to. Um, okay, so the, the I hope you'd be happy to because well, you're going to. I mean, that's my job. That's what you're. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're. Paying that's why me I'm for. paying you the yeah, big bucks. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, okay, so so Fathom is a non-denominational uh, Protestant evangelical church, right? And so uh, we that means we kind of fall into uh, what what we'd call Reformation tradition. Okay, so if you know basic history, you know 500 plus years ago we. Um, the Protestant Reformation begins with Martin Luther and uh, kind of rebelling against some of the um, medieval Catholic, Roman Catholic practices. And there's a lot of history that goes uh, into this. But uh, basically, this idea of worship was was kind of brought back in the Protestant Reformation to um, to essentially say, what is the biblical framework for worship? Uh, the things that we do when we gather in a Sunday service um, are those, to to borrow a, a, a Reformation phrase, are they sola scriptura, right? Are they scripture alone? Are they based biblically or are they kind of added on or sprinkled on top? And so, um, so within the Reformation traditions, which we are a part of, um, biblical worship is really an important piece. Uh, and so, I've I've seen this as a critique even of some of more modern uh, versions of evangelical Christianity where um, maybe worship has been turned into more of a production or more of a concert or more of a show to mm -hmm. to watch um, as opposed to a biblical gathering of God's people on the Lord's day to participate in word and sacrament. Mm -hmm. And so so we're we're going to talk about why we do what we do because in that line of that tradition, uh, we we think that we've been thoughtful about the elements of our worship services, um, and and so I I just feel like it would be really helpful for us to talk about that. Now I was at a conference a number of years ago, a worship conference, and they broke the Reformation tradition of worship down into these five categories. And I, I don't know where this is generated beyond that conference. I've done a little Google search and cannot figure this out if this is from somebody else. Come on, so, Google. So we're, we're, Google has failed us. But uh, the, the five kind of uh, episodes or, or uh, areas that we're going to look at are, are this. 
preach the word. That's what we're talking about today. Pray the word, sing the word, read the word, and see the word. So preach the word, pray the word. So we'll talk about how we do prayer. Uh, Sing the word. So we'll do some worship stuff. We're hoping to have Amanda, our worship minister, on in that. Uh, Read the word. So talking about what actual the actual reading of God's word, how that plays into our gatherings and our uh, our Sunday services. And then finally, see the word, which is a take on uh, the ordinances or the sacraments. So specifically baptism and the Lord's Supper. So we'll talk about all of those things in the, these five episodes, and I hope it'll be informative. I hope it'll mm-hmm. be helpful, and, and maybe it'll answer some of the questions that people have about why we do what we do. Yeah, and I think this is... Um for one, I think this is very good for um, those who are new or newer to Fathom. I mean, you you say it a lot. I think 40% of our church or so is new in the last year or yeah. so. Um, and so I, I, th- I think this would be a really good series for those who are just coming to Fathom, kind of still still learning about Fathom and why we do things. But I also do really think this is going to be very informative to those who have been here maybe even seven years and haven't really thought about, oh, I haven't, I haven't really thought about each little aspect of the Sunday morning worship service like this. And, and hopefully this is very informative to them. And hopefully, hopefully everyone listening can, can learn more about why we do what we do here um, at Fathom and that it's not just, we're just throwing together a Sunday every week, which sometimes it feels like that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's, let's start out this first week with, um, preach the word now. Um, and and I'll just say this because this was, it's pretty relevant. Now we just went to a little pastor's conference at CCU last week. Um, that was really sort of focused on this and focused on this topic of, of preaching and especially this thing that, I feel like it's kind of a buzzword going around. If you've heard it before, this expository preaching. Um, now, Chris, why don't you just why don't you first talk about what is this? What is expository preaching? What is what is even um, systematic exposition? Uh, and what does that have to do with with fathom? And, and really, you can even bring it back to why. I mean, you planted this church, and why this was something on on your heart to say, Hey, that is, that's how we here at fathom, um, are going to, to preach the word on, on Sunday morning. So this whole expository kind of preaching, Mm -hmm. um, what do you have to say? Let me explain this. Uh, first, Mm -hmm. let me just start with the scripture because, um, uh, second second Timothy is, is kind of the place where, where we develop some of our preaching theology from. And so second Timothy three 16, which is a passage that most people know, uh, especially if you've been around church for a while, but uh, reads this. It says, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. The man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. But then the passage goes on into chapter four, verse one. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing and his kingdom. Now here's the exhortation. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers 
to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. So I love that passage. I think that's mm-hmm. um, a, a really, I mean, it's a beautiful piece of piece of writing by mm-hmm. by our friend Paul. But um, but the the exhortation to preach the word as both a way of training and and encouraging and reproving and all these things, but also as a protection against what he is essentially kind of prophetically assuming that people are going to stray from sound doctrine, mm-hmm. from sound teaching and preaching. Uh, and to battle that, he's telling young Timothy in this this case, hey, as you as you preach your the word, this is how we're going to protect the doctrine of the church and protect the hearts of other uh, believers, especially younger believers, newer believers in your congregation. So, so that's where we kind of get that imperative is 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 from Second uh, Timothy. But I think this is really an important thing when when it ca- when it came to planting fathom, uh, we. I just know from my experience that um, the most formative church service, church worship gathering sort of experiences of my Christian life have been uh, when we've been preaching through books of the Bible. So I tell the story in sermons, but I was, you know, a high schooler when I got saved and it wasn't too long, uh, maybe a year after becoming a Christian that a friend of mine invited me to a Saturday night service at his church. And uh, the church that I got saved in and that I was going to um, did not practice expositional preaching. And I'll explain that in a second, Mm -hmm. but uh, they were a bit more topically driven, thematically driven. Um, But uh, this friend invited me to a a church that did expositional preaching. And I think uh, the first Saturday evening I showed up to that church, they said, hey, open up your Bibles to the book of Jeremiah. I was like, what? You know, like, number one, I didn't know where Jeremiah was. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, Jeremiah is an Old Testament prophet. And so, uh, I mean, I'm used to like, hey, how about the Gospel of John <laughs> or like Romans? But mm-hmm. but Jeremiah and and the guy went on to preach, you know, 35, 45 minutes on Jeremiah. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what he was preaching, but uh, when he when he got to the end of his text, he closed the book. We prayed and we sang another song, got out of there. And I went back the next Saturday and we opened back up to Jeremiah and picked up where we left off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a novel idea to me. Now, down the road in uh, in college and into seminary, I learned that that's a, a, a style of preaching called expositional or expository preaching. Now, expository essentially means that we are exposing the words of the scriptures. Uh, We are letting the scripture drive and dictate what we're talking about, as opposed to saying, I want to talk about this and Mm -hmm. then trying to get scripture to say what we want to say. Now, expository preaching does not have to be done the way that we do it at Fathom. Uh, We, like you've already mentioned, we do what we kind of call uh, systematic expository preaching, which is where we choose books of the Bible, and we walk through them kind of verse by verse, line by line, uh, chapter by chapter. Um, you can be an expositor of the text and not uh, do that. You can still, I mean, so like, let's just say you wanted to preach on marriage, the topic of marriage. Well, you can choose to preach Ephesians 5 
as that text on mm-hmm. marriage, and you can expose that text and be expository in a topical or theological manner. But what we've chosen to do here at Fathom is systematic exposition, where we where we take a book and we just start walking through it. And then there's a, a, a million reasons why we do that. I joke that one of them is that it just makes it a lot easier on me, right? Like I don't have to come up with stuff. <laughs> just, like I literally every Sunday or every Monday morning open up the text and, and I know what's next and I know what I'm going to preach on. It's that. Uh, and I don't have to come up with kind of fancy sermon series and and really kind of catchy titles. I just get to see what's next in the book and keep going. Uh, so, it, I mean, that's a little tongue in cheek, but it really does. It helps me as a preacher know where I'm at. But then also mm. as a church, it gives us a larger grasp of, of whole books, mm. right? When we, like we, this past, um, this past fall, we, we preached through the, the epistle of James, right? The letter of James. And man, I, I feel like if you walked with us for whatever that 12 weeks or however many weeks it was, if you walked with us through that, you got a pretty good handle on James. And man, I think that's a huge deal to say, mm. I don't just have a handle on a topic. I've got a handle on a book of the Bible. Right. Um, and the same is true for first Samuel and the same is going to be true for the gospel of Matthew. Mm-hmm. Like all of these things, uh, it gives us a better breadth of knowledge when it comes to the scripture. Mm-hmm. It causes us to address passages that, um, and, and texts that maybe we would have ignored if it had been our, our choice. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, we, we had to uh, last year as we were kind of digging into, uh, the gospel of Matthew, we had to talk about like demons and mm-hmm. Satan and uh, we've we've had to cover topics such as like suffering and pr- uh, predestination. And when we did First Corinthians, we had to talk about tongues and mm. prophecy and the gift of healing and you know things like that. When in, when we when we were in First Corinthians five, we had to talk about discipline and like what does it mean to hand somebody over to Satan? Like, <laughs> I mean, these are these are passages that maybe you wouldn't pick if you were just kind of going through the uh, preaching on whatever you want. Mm. So it forces me as a preacher, it forces us as a church to handle more things uh, that we'd see in the text. But then I think finally, it really, back to that Reformation tradition, it roots us in the text. Mm. Uh, one of the things that most people say when they are uh, when they find Fathom and they like the church, they want to become a part of the church, maybe they're in the membership class or what have you, one of the things that we hear very often is, it it just feels like there's such an emphasis on the Bible, just such an emphasis on the Bible. And that's intentional as well. Mm-hmm. Because when I was, you know, 16, 17 years old and I opened my Bible to Jeremiah, it was like a it was like a a a candle was ignited in my heart, mm-hmm. like a little flame lit up because I knew, man, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I want to learn God's word. I want the word to be the center of my faith. And it's been my mission for myself, but now for our church since, uh, since I got saved almost, I mean, more than 20 years ago, um, to be about that work, the good work of learning God's word, interpreting God's word, applying God's word and living in light of all that God would have for us in his word. So Mm. I, I know that's, that's kind of basic, but man, that feels like, expository preaching. That's what, that's what we want to do. And so that's going to be a steady 90 some percent of our diet Mm -hmm. here at Fathom. Well, and it's, and, and it's interesting because when I, when I first kind of learned about this concept and this style of preaching, it was, 
Um, and and it, this is this is bringing me back to to even just the the preaching conference we were just at talking about this and how you know they say expository preaching is yeah you're you're preaching the text you're preaching what's on the pages of the bible and to me like sometimes you hear that and you go well yeah duh of course that is what i mean of course we're supposed to preach the bible mm. um so 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 to me sometimes i i feel like man that's such a weird thing to have to for for a church to kind of have to be like hey we we preach the text but you know when when you get into like you said you um we we let the text kind of tell us what we're going to preach we don't just kind of find something or some big idea or a theme and try to fit scripture passages into that and stuff it just it just kind of seems to me like well yeah duh that's like a shouldn't that be what every church does is just preach what's on the page and not stray from that. Right. Well, and, and think of it like this. I think I said this in a sermon a few weeks ago when we were in first Samuel, but, um, but this idea of it's, it's a lot easier to twist the scripture Hmm. to mean what we want it to mean rather than to twist ourselves to align with the scripture. Right. And so Mm -hmm. like, it's just, it's just easier because, uh, because when when you start twisting the scripture, um, you can make things that are less palatable more palatable, right? So, mm. I mean, you preached a few weeks ago, and you had to deal with the idea of God's um, providential judgment mm. of an entire people group through genocide. Right. Whoa. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. For that. I mean, yeah. You're welcome. That's I. <laughs> I always like to hand. Thank you for Samuel for having yeah, that. I like to. to I like to hand that off to other guys to preach. Yeah, but. Yeah. Um, but I think that that the challenge for us as Christians, not as preachers, as Christians, mm-hmm. is to say, what do we do with this? Yeah. And and even back to what Paul says to Timothy in Second Timothy four, um, a time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, and having itching ears, they will mm. accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. Mm. Now, I don't think that many people jump into that world consciously where they're like, you know what I would love to do stray from sound doctrine and let my itching ears be tickled. Right. But I'll tell you, it's subtle mm-hmm. and it's insidious. And the enemy has his hands in things like that mm. where all of a sudden, Oh, that sounds right. Oh, that feels right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, that doesn't offend my sensibilities nearly as much. And, and man, when we let the text be the thing that drives us. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a protection against some of that. So so yeah, preach the word. That's mm-hmm. that's a big deal yeah. uh, piece for us here at Fathom. Yeah, and we I mean we've even seen just especially with a lot of the new people that have been coming to Fathom f- ever since COVID hit. Really, um, that has been such a like like people are are wanting that. Mm-hmm. It, it just seems like 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 people nowadays are like I. I want this expository preacher, whether they know what it is or not. They're right. like, I want, let's open up the Bible and go, let's go through a book of the Bible. And um, so that kind of brings me to my next little thing. If you want to just mention, uh, as we're talking about why we here at Fathom do what we do, uh, just this sort of balance between Old Testament and New Testament, like how how you kind of discern which 
um, you know, which, which book of the Bible we're going to do next, what that kind of looks like with the time of the year, um, all that sort of stuff. And, and why, why in the spring, maybe an old Testament book versus, you know, the summer doing a gospel that like those, those sorts of things. What, what is the balance between picking an old Testament scripture book, um, or a new Testament? Yeah, there's not really a right or wrong uh, on this one. Oh, come on, you're supposed to say um, I've got this whole I mean, big elaborate. Well, I do. <laughs> like, yeah. well, I do. I mean, if you know me, if you know, yeah, if you know, that's true. if you know, Pastor Chris, I, I kind of got it planned out. I've got a, that's I've got a reason good. why. Yeah. I, I say that there's not really a right or wrong in mm. that. Like, I don't think you can go wrong preaching any of Correct. the scripture. Yeah, uh, I do think that there is a tendency for, uh, kind of within the Reformation tradition, within kind of these uh, expository mm. sort of churches, maybe to favor New Testament over Old Testament. And I certainly understand that. I think I, I, I'm i not the guy who thinks, like when I when I read uh, Paul, when I'm reading 2 Timothy, and he says all scripture is breathed out and mm. is, you know, helpful and useful and all this stuff. Uh, I think all scripture is that way, mm-hmm. though I don't think all scripture is equally useful and equally right. helpful. And right. e- like, I do think that there are some parts of the scripture that we should be revisiting a lot more. And there's other parts of the scripture that we should still, we still see that as God breathe and we still mm. see that as important, but it may not carry the same amount of weight um, as other portions. So I-, I just think that's okay to say that. But one of the things that we did, I have done in the first, you know, seven, eight years of this church is um, been really intentional about trying to give a, a, a a balanced portion of old and new Testament. Um, and so we've kind of been on both sides of that fence, but the, the, the reality is I think the new Testament, uh, is really, really important. And we give a bit more new Testament than we do old Testament, but the rhythm that we've kind of, that we've kind of settled into in the last couple of years is, uh, is this, we, we tend to in the fall do something starting right around, you know, labor day, do something that is New Testament and normally like an epistle or letter. Uh, so maybe that's First Corinthians. We did First Corinthians mm-hmm. a few years ago. Uh, last year we did James. Uh, we've done other books. This this I'll just tell you this coming oh, fall this in the fall of twenty two. We're gonna look at the book of Ephesians, which is uh, you know Paul's. Uh, it's kind of known as the church epistle. So I'm really excited about that. But um, but it feels like that 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 fall season, we we like to preach through a New Testament book that normally uh, brings us up to Advent, whether we do a full uh, observance of the four weeks of Advent mm-hmm. or we kind of abbreviate that based on where we're at. It, it, we're not a huge church calendar church. So uh, sometimes we do a full on Advent and sometimes we do a bit of a um, abridged version. But uh, Advent tends to be looking at, you know, Matthew chapter one and Luke chapters mm-hmm. one and two. I mean, essentially there's not a whole lot you can do with <laughs> right. Christmas other than what you get, but I think that's also really helpful. It's also really good for us to remember yeah. the incarnation, to remember God with us, Emmanuel. So, uh, so we do that every Christmas and then in January into our spring season. So really from January until Easter, we tend to go to an old Testament book. Uh, and so the last couple of years we've done first Samuel, right? We did first Samuel, uh, two years ago, where we talked about the life and ministry of Samuel himself, the prophet, and then this past spring, which we just finished up, uh, we we did the life and kingship of Saul, the first king of Israel, which 
I mean, goodness, like if we hadn't preached through that section, we would have missed such gold. Oh, yeah. And and I think that was a hugely important mm. study for our church that, frankly, there's not a lot of churches preaching Saul. I mean, preaching the middle section of 1 Samuel. Um, and, and then, yeah, next January, we'll jump back in and we'll start into the life of David. And man, I'm ex- that's that's one that I'm excited mm. about because everybody does that. But there's also a lot of David stories that don't get the airtime. Mm. So. Uh, we do that. And then uh, right now we're in this season where every summer we've been spending uh, the next portion of the Gospel of Matthew. So uh, starting right after Easter, we're going to jump back into the Gospel of Matthew. We're in the middle of that book and we'll just plug along. We're taking that one a little bit slower. So we're taking a really kind of section by section, a little more intentionally digging into the the, the nuances of the whole mm-hmm. story and each little um each little pericope and yeah, part. So you won't be yeah. getting full chapters. Right. Like it's not, it's not like first Samuel where you preach a whole chapter of narrative. Yeah. It's a little bit s- slower. Mm-hmm. And so we're just going to keep preaching that until we're done with that, that gospel. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the balance between old Testament gospel and the new Testament epistle is kind of the balance that we're, we've struck. Mm-hmm. Um, and we veered from that here and there, right? We will throw a little bit of a, of a, you know, topical thing here or there. Like just this past Sunday, I preached on mm-hmm. the sabbatic, the sabbatical mm-hmm. that I'm going to be taking. And so the idea of Sabbath, uh, we will do little series like the disciplines or like our church discipline series, mm-hmm. series that we did last year. Uh, we will do more kind of theologically driven topical preaching. That's still, I think, expository because mm-hmm. we're looking at the text to inform us, but um, just not that systematic expo- mm-hmm. exposition. So, so yeah, that's kind of the rhythm that we are at least in right now, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, we might change that rhythm yeah. and we yeah. can always kind of, you know, call reserve an, the right to change. Yeah, we can call an audible if <laughs> right. we want to, but um, but I like the balance of old and right. new testaments. Well, and even you're you're just getting to what I wanted to ask you. Um those those time now every every single Sunday throughout the entire year we're not doing expository preaching. Like, like you, like you mentioned this, this past Sunday was a a sermon on sabbatical. Like every now and then there's a few of those little sermon series or something like that. And one of them, uh, being our, our trending series, we mm-hmm. kind of started man, last year maybe. And we've done a, a few, we kind of revisit that. And, and that's sort of when, um, and I want to kind of get your get your thoughts on this of of when what happens when like something is going on in the world or going on in our um in our in our community in our society um as 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 Christians like something something that is super important to us um is going on and we and and we've started this trending series like last year we've done a couple a couple sermons uh, in that. And so I kind of want to just get your thoughts on like, yes, we are, we, we, we preach the word of whatever, whatever book of the Bible we're in, but what are, what are your thoughts and what is kind of your pull to when, when there is something going on and it might be more of a topical or, or themed, maybe it's a series or a one-off sort of thing that really just pulls you like, what is, what is that kind of process to you of like, oh, this is, I feel like this is something our church needs to know mm. as opposed to just saying, well, we're, we're in the book of first Samuel still, and we're mm-hmm. going to keep doing this because that's what we do. Right. Um, talk to us a little bit about like what happens when those things come up and you're kind of yeah, calling to, to address those things. Yeah. And so, I mean, 
yeah, sometimes we'll, we will address things and sometimes we won't. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just up in the air at times. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we'll use the pulpit as the platform for that. Other times we'll use this podcast or a video or an email. Mm-hmm. Like there's other ways to uh, address certain cultural issues, but um, especially with the trending series and and uh, that's kind of an open-ended series mm-hmm. for us that we're just kind of reserving the right to throw something in there every once in a while. But uh, I think you can still be expositional even in dealing with those things. Mm-hmm. So um, for example, we, we, the first one we did was actually a year ago this week, believe it or not. Uh, a year ago this week, we, I preached a topic, a topical trending sermon on transgendered identities, uh, which by the way, we could have preached like 12 more times since then, because it Correct. feels like every single week, there's some sort of uh-huh. piece of the news that's shown up, uh, talking about the LGBTQ and specifically gender, gender identity mm-hmm. and those things. And so there's a lot going on in our world about that, but. But what we tried to do, what I think we we tried to accomplish was handling what the biblical view of sex and gender mm-hmm. would be. And then we extrapolated from that how to biblically, from a, from a biblical worldview, mm-hmm. how to kind of engage with that topic. And I, I, I think we handled it pretty well. I think we handled it in a way that was true to the text in terms of um, coming around full circle to say, Hey, God has created sexes, two of them. They are binary and, 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 uh, that's kind of the biblical viewpoint of male and female of men and women. Um, but then also the reality of dysphoria, the reality of mental illness, the reality of cultural inputs, the reality of all these things. And I think I said at the end of that sermon, if I don't, if I remember correctly, I think I said, uh, conviction and compassion are not antithetical, mm-hmm. right? And so that's a biblical principle that we can bring into that conversation. So, so we will do that mm-hmm. from time to time. We will utilize the pulpit as the place where we can look at God's word mm-hmm. and de- derive where biblical theology would land on a certain topic and then how we might live as Christians in light of mm-hmm. that. Um, but I would say we we would even in those instances always want to default back to the pulpit being yeah. the place where we preach the word, yeah. not where we talk about a hot topic, mm-hmm. not where we dialogue about what's going on culturally, mm-hmm. but it's where we preach the word and let the word bear its weight on our lives. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, even just a good example, something that I appreciate for, for example, that trend in series, kind of the subtitle to that is what the Bible says about abortion right. fill in the blank yeah. or so we're still going back to it's not what we think mm. we go back to the scripture and so that's i really appreciate that um as we're, we kind of have a, a few more minutes um let's talk about as as we're talking about preaching the word here at at fathom church on sunday mornings what does the year kind of look like and especially the 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 voices we have up there preaching mm. um um you elders, guests, all that kind of stuff and kind of kind of go through that a little bit and and why we do that here at Fathom. Yeah, that's a little bit uh, like a philosophy of 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 how we go about this is it, again it is why we do what we do, but um there's lots of different ways to look at preaching. So, uh there's kind of uh the traditional version is like the solo pastor who preaches uh, almost all the time uh with 
some exceptions, you know, maybe a day off here or there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's kind of uh, that can pendulum swing all the way to like a preaching team model where there is a team of preachers and uh, that preaching team can be um, that that can be. Uh, goodness, there's a million variations even mm-hmm. within that. I know some team teaching models where uh, there is no one dominant voice. Uh, where there's maybe two or three teaching, preaching pastors, and they mm-hmm. kind of share the load. So there's not one voice. And so those are, that's kind of the spectrum. We're kind of a little bit of a hybrid, okay? Um, and I'll say this when I introduce uh, other preachers at the church, but um, my goal is to preach 40 Sundays a year. So that, uh, I mean, in a 52-week you know, Sunday year, uh, that means that 12 Sundays, uh, I'm not the, the, the preacher at Fathom, uh, which is about once a month, right? 12 months. That makes all sense. So, so about once a month, the, the ideal here is that uh, we have a different voice. Um, does that always happen where a Chris does three and then one off and three on and one off? No, because like I said, in my sabbatical sermon, I take mm-hmm. two weeks off after Christmas. I take two weeks off in the summer. So sometimes there's back to back weeks. Mm-hmm. There's lots of variations and degrees to that, but um, that, that 40 on 12 off rhythm has been the rhythm we've tried to strike. Uh, sometimes we do more, sometimes we do less. Actually, I don't think I've ever done more than 40 in a year. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I've done less, but, um, the goal there is to develop out preachers, other preachers to develop out, uh, to give rep reps for other staff members, for other elders, for interns, that sort of thing. Uh, it's also really healthy for our church not to get too dependent on my voice mm-hmm. alone. Uh, I, I think it's really important and imperative that that we recognize that it is, like we say, it's God's word that's powerful, not my word. So that's real helpful. Um, but then also, I, I think what it does is it allows for different takes and different personalities and different versions of preaching to kind of show up on the scene. So that's how we've done it thus far. Um, now, the the other thing is we don't really... Um, we don't really bring in outside preachers very much. Uh, there are some churches where um, the lead pastor who's kind of the solo uh, preacher doesn't have internal options or has not developed out internal options. And so there's uh, I'm going to bring in, you know, for my 12 Sundays off or whatever, I'm going to bring in mm-hmm. friends from outside or pay, you know, guest preachers and things like that to come in. We do that a little bit, but it's but it's minimal, like maybe one or two Sundays a year will we kind of shop that out to somebody else Um, because God's been really gracious and really kind to us in providing us some staff and some elders and interns, et cetera, within the church who have uh, the gift of preaching, who have a desire to grow in this gift. And so that's that's kind of the the goal is that those 12 reps would as much as possible um like like the like this podcast is uh yeah. be by fathom for fathom mm-hmm. right like that that we would have the people of fathom church sharing god's word from the pulpit as well especially those who are gifted in that so so that's a, i think the the right rhythm um i know some some that that team teaching model is kind of in vogue at a certain level in certain churches and I, and while i see the merit of that of really not having one one dominating voice mm-hmm. Um, I also think that there's value still in the model that we've kind of taken up, which is, man, I, I think it's okay to to hear God's word from the 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 man who has been called to kind of be the the point leader of your church on um, a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with 
um, liking the preacher at your church or the main voice preacher mm-hmm. at your church. I, I think if you don't like him, I think that's probably an issue that probably. you know you might need to <laughs> find a new church. But but I, I think it's okay to just be like, I like I, I like my church. I like Mm -hmm. the worship at my church. I like the music at my church. I like the elders of my church and Mm -hmm. I like the preacher at my church. Um, I know that's a bit uh, out of vogue in a leadership culture today a bit, but man, I still think there's something really sweet about the relationship that a church has with the, the Mm -hmm. the main preacher of the church. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, we, we, we weren't really long on this one. How long are Um, we, are we, we're long. We're, we're long. Okay. We're long. Um, I could talk about yeah, preaching all day, that's, bro. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm going to say this might be one of the, this probably it's, be one of the longer ones. <laughs> this is like, uh, this is like one of my sermons where I just get it going. It really is. You know? <laughs> it really is. Um, any last little things about preaching here at, at Fathom? It's man, preach the word, preach the word. That's, I, yeah. I just don't, I, I mean, that that's biblical. That's second Timothy. Mm. That's, that's what I, I feel personally called to. That's what our church I think corporately feels called to is that the proclamation of God's word is going to be a mainstay for this congregation. So why we do what we do, because it's biblical and because man, uh, I think it's the, uh, it's one of the most important things that we do. Well, that's good. That's a, that's a good place to end it. Um, This is again, the first of, of five episodes that we'll be talking about kind of what we do, what we do here at fathom. And you will see that, I mean, the other ones have to do with the word have to have to, we will always go back to back to the word. Um, so we thank you, Chris. Yeah, Thanks for being here talking about preaching. Um, I know you hate talking about preaching. Um, you mm. love it, but, uh, thank you church for listening. Um, yeah, check out this whole next series as you're kind of, uh, whether you're new learning about, uh, fathom a little bit more and why we do what we do, or you've been here a long time and haven't really thought about it. So we're hoping you think about it. Um, so thank you for listening church and we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.